Welcome to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a Few Brave Men. The Balance Boldly podcast is sponsored by All About Leverage, integrates LinkedIn and social selling innovation to build power networks, open more doors, and maximize client acquisition. From on-site to virtual training programs, concierge social marketing programs, LinkedIn executive profile optimization, speaking engagements, power networking groups, and LinkedIn coaching. All About Leverage is a full-service LinkedIn and social selling resource. Learn more at allaboutleveragellc.com. I have to say, in such a non-evergreen way, Happy 2017. This is the first podcast of the year. I am recording it live in 2017, 24 hours before you will hear it. It is one of the freshest podcasts that we have done in a while. I usually, in my own balanced fashion, record three, four, five at a time and just kind of stack them up so that I'm always covered because of the travel and crazy schedule that I have sometimes. And just to make sure that you get everything consistent, I do everything in advance. And this time, because God is awesome and everything has perfect timing, I was down for the count. Uh, My baby girl spread her viral germs all through the house from pre-Christmas on above and hit every single member of our family and extended family, by the way. Um, When she shares her love, she shares her love strong. So we all got it and it really threw us askew for all the many thousands of things that we wanted to kind of get in before the year ended, um, work-wise, play-wise, and everything in between. But I don't take it, you know, for any slight. I see it for what it is. It was deliberate. I needed the rest. It was clearly not meant for me to record this particular podcast any sooner than I'm doing right now. So I'm excited to be sitting here in 2017 and recording this very, very first episode. So I decided in good old Nikita fashion to shake things up a bit and just do something slightly different than our typical Balance Boldly podcast format, which of course is incredible, but I wanted to shake it up. So instead of doing any Balance Q questions um, for the solo cast episodes that I do when it's just me diving deep, you know, going in the flow of a specific topic, there will be no Balance Q questions this month. We will still get them from you through Twitter and through the AskNikitaAtThigPro.com. Please email them to me, but we won't start answering them until February because the next few episodes, especially the solo cast ones that I'm recording this week, I really want to take the majority of the time and just dive in Uh, to some heartfelt topics. These are topics that I've gotten from my clients, previous clients, current clients, and topics that have come from you, the listeners who have talked to me offline about various different things that have been major balance challenges for you in your life, in your relationships, and in your business. Um, So with 2017 being, of course, still season one, the theme here, of course, is commitment challenges and Those are all those things that can add and subtract from our ability to follow through. I thought it was um, appropriate to continue in that fashion and really dive into this subtopic that is near and dear to my heart, Um, especially coming off of, for me, 
2016, although I am so incredibly grateful to have made it through another year, to have crossed over, to open my eyes, sell mine and mobility in my limbs, and to be here, 2016 in its reflection was such a tumultuous year for myself and for my family. I mean, we've had some crazy years and just like every other human walking the earth, uh, every day has its, you know, interesting moments, of course. And I mean that in a positive way, but I'm also looking at it through the perspective of the reality of those, you know, scratchy, bumpy, hurt, bump bumps in the night lessons that happen as well. But 2016 was a, a little bit interesting. And part of it for me, what made it extra interesting, not to overuse that word, was the fact that I really had to learn to trust myself. Um, that's that's key. That That's a, a real big pause moment for me. Um, I have to be real and honest and true and transparent with myself first before I can even bring that to you. And that was one of the biggest lessons that I had to take away from 2016 um, as I moved into 2017 was Nikita Figpin had to learn to trust herself. There are so many positive moments in my life. And, you know, I am not one who's shy on confidence. Anyone who knows me knows when I believe in something. I believe with my whole everything Uh, and I can make an ant move a mountain because I am so full of faith in in the the biggest way possible. I can't express it um, more than I already have just now. However, I don't always trust what it is that I'm wanting to move forward with, especially when it comes to those those initial uh, instincts, and some of us would have called them gut checks. So we're going to talk about that today. You know, the difference between your instincts and your gut checks, and really what are gut checks, and are they real, and all that kind of good stuff we're going to dive in today and really go there um, and hit a nerve for a lot of people. And I'm okay with that. I'm never afraid to rock the boat, and I especially will be rocking um, quite a few boats and ships in 2017 because I am about doing everything boldly. Um, The balance in your life has to mean that you are willing to be courageous and step into the newness of yourself, which means shaking up some waters that normally you would just pull back from and and watch move on its own. Um, But with this episode as the beginning of 2017 and with all things moving forward, um, learning the lessons that we had from last year and not trying to repeat mistakes we can avoid. For me, one of them, a major one, was learning to trust myself. And we're going to go a little bit further in that because some of the, the depth of the trust lesson was discerning and being able to deliver on that discernment. So let's dive right in and talk about what cryptic phrases am I talking about this morning? Because I'm so excited and I'm a little overwhelmed with energy in a, in a really, really good way because I could not wait to start this podcast this morning. So for the commitment challenge continuum, um, this morning again, we're diving into learning to trust, discern, and deliver boldly. Um, I've heard from way too many people about the gut check, right? You know, oh, my gut told me to do this. My gut told me to do that. And, you know, sometimes the quote unquote gut check theory um, or the theorem that stands behind that is, you know, something pulls in your belly and you, it you felt like it was urging you to um, move forward with your first thought or whatever the thought was that occurred right before you had that achy feeling or that pull in your belly. I'm saying it's not a gut check at all. 
you have to pay attention to your spirit, your inner spirit, what you were given, you know, your body, soul, spirit. We have all those parts. It's there for a reason. There's no uh, coincidence in the makeup of what you feel and what you have, even when you don't align yourself with that message that you received and you don't move forward with it, it doesn't mean that it was wrong. It also could just mean that you didn't hear correctly because you had way too many distractions going on to really pay attention. So I'm saying throw out the whole notion of my gut, my gut, my gut. It's not your gut. It's it's not your gut. It's your spirit. Respect that you have an internal spirit guiding you and telling you what to go left, to go right, to go forward. And you have to trust that part of you, which is bigger than you because it's connected to God. It is connected to God and you have to pay attention to it. And for anyone who's out there saying, oh, well, you know, it's it's just the universe. Listen, people, God created the universe. Okay, there is formula in the universe. 100% agree with you for sure. There is a code that is built into the universe and we have to learn to tap into the code. But you don't pray to the code. You don't love on the code. You love on the creator who gave it to you and you pay attention to the spirit that is inside of you that is saying, click left, click right to tap into that code. You have to pay attention. And that is that trust factor portion that many of us, including moi, because I know for a sure that I was not always paying attention, especially when I would be very, when I'm, when I'm really emotional and my emotions run, um, like most people, if I'm really, really excited, even even for positive things, that's still really emotional for me. So I could skip over the part of myself, the spirit in myself that's saying, pay attention because I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, this is such a good thing. You know, I have to go run this marathon now because it's such a good thing. But Maybe that's not what I was supposed to do. Maybe there was a lot of good, great things happening that I should have tapped into and paid attention to, but I was so excited that I just kind of, um, in my good fashion, and I've shared this before, I will overextend myself in a heartbeat because I'm excited about the possibilities. And part of that for me is because I believe in the outcome. I believe in the finishing. I believe that once you get through the process, all good things will happen according to to what's supposed to happen for that. But that doesn't mean that you're supposed to do all good things, especially in that moment, right? So a lot of it is really tapping in to your spirit, being able to listen to it and pay attention to that discerning part of yourself. That discerning part says, yes, that gentleman right there, that's good people. Go ahead and have a conversation. Be honest and share your thought. Don't worry about being judged in this in this conversation. It's okay to have a uh, professional debate or a, a poised debate. No yelling, no screaming, no cussing, no fussing. But it's okay to speak your mind and to share your thoughts on that normally no no touch topic. Right? It's okay. Your discernment will tell you when it's okay, and it will share with you if you listen to it when it's also time for you to stop even if you've already started, right? Because our pride will make us keep going. Our pride will say, oh no, they didn't just tell me A, B, C, X, Y, Z, and I'm supposed to sit here and just swallow it and and not respond or not have an answer to that, especially when you know they're wrong or you know you have something powerful to say back that could just shut it down or you know really get your point across in an amazing way. But your discernment, if you listen to it, the discerning part of you that is in your spirit, the cold of your spirit, the discernment is saying, no, 
Not right now. In fact, you're more powerful if you shut your face right now. Shut your face. Don't just shut your mouth. Shut your face. That means your eye movements, your your, your eyebrow movements, your nose twitches, your lips curving, your your face tilting to the side, everything that you would normally speak because it's not always just your words. And if you're anything like the people in my circle, they don't have to say anything. Their face tells their whole story. It tells all the emotions. And sometimes you have to shut that down too. So shut your face and pay attention to when your discernment is telling you to do just that. Shut your face. I know you want to know more about that and we will get into it in a minute, but I want to take a moment and give a little time and a little, my husband hates when I say to pay homage to, but I mean it because I'm so honored that we have such amazing sponsors. I just want to take a quick break and pay homage, I'll say it again, to our sponsors. Be right back. This season is brought to you by our power partner and season sponsor, Spreaker.com. As a product of the product, the Balance Bully podcast utilizes Spreaker's high-quality tools to create, host, distribute, and measure our show. With the use of their easy-to-use iOS and Android mobile apps, podcasters and internet radio show hosts are able to record and store their valuable content and share across multiple networks like iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. For more information, visit Spreaker.com. All right, welcome back to Balance Boldly, the podcast that is a campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. Um, Right before the break, uh, I was talking to you all about shutting your face, (laughs) not just your mouth. So if you're just tuning in, you might want to rewind just a little bit. Make sure you subscribed and downloaded this episode so you can hear exactly what we were talking about. Season one, of course, just as a, a cute short recap, is all about commitment challenges and those things that either add or subtract to our ability to follow through. And we're talking specifically about lessons learned for me in particular, because I can only go by me in this moment. I can only put myself on blast and put myself out there. Um, And one of the biggest lessons that I learned from 2016 was trusting myself, recognizing that there is no gut check. It is paying respect to the fact that I have to trust myself, my inner spirit, and listen to the discerning voice that is in my spirit that tells me when to and when not to say something, when to and when not to go left or to go right. Uh, And at times, even if I'm already in the middle of route in that word, in that thought, in that I'm about to break it down so it will forever and continuously be broke comment that I'm so, you know, professionally stating in that moment and feeling all good about. Sometimes you don't need to finish it. You just need to shut your face. So that's where we were right before the short commercial break that we that we took. Um, and part of where I was going with that is really to pay attention to yourself. So many times we put our foot forward and we were excited about it in a moment and then something happens or someone happens and comes and shifts our entire spirit and our whole thought and just shuts everything down. Uh, my husband and I were watching a TV show the other night um, I forget, I think it was called Shameless, actually, the irony of that. It's called Shameless. And there was a part in this episode where the, I believe the actress's name on the show is named Fiona. And basically she she took a huge leap of faith, moving into a direction that she was being pulled. Her spirit was pulling her towards 
ownership, something really, really big. And she comes, her whole family is from what they would, they call the ghetto and they have, uh, really tumultuous circumstances, highly dysfunctional family, all kinds of, you know, odds are stacked against her. And she is an employee at a diner making low wages, but she's a manager. So she's had more responsibility. And in that responsibility and the overwhelmingness of it, she learned about herself that there were many skills she had, including innovation and creativity. And she was able to do things and take zero and make 60 just because she was put in tight places. And she was making this diner and kind of revive, revitalizing it from nothing where barely anyone was coming in. And to the point it became the hot spot at 4 a.m. in the morning. Like she really, really put her ingenuity into it. And through that, she learned that if she could do it for someone else, she could do it for herself. So she took a huge leap of faith and, and basically bought a kind of rundown laundromat, laundromat that she has creative plans. You know, we're all creative in the beginning where we're looking at something from scratch, right? Like, oh, I could go left, I could go right, I could go up, I could go down, I could do all these things, and we're all excited. Um, and then she started getting... Uh, negative feedback from people close to her including her brother who had she had raised and who had she had dropped everything for and changed her whole life for and and he was basically fussing her out saying it was the worst thing she could have ever done and she shouldn't have done it and all kinds of things and it was it planted a seed of doubt and in that moment we knew the seed of doubt was planted and then she talked to someone else that she at least held at, in higher regard because that woman was a businesswoman and she owned the diner and she owned many other properties and she said well you know what let me just go ask someone who I, I know has come from not ideal situation and has made it and she's made it out now she's an owner let me ask her and that woman said in true fashion of what we will do to each other as women instead of keeping it real enough to say this is going to be how this is going to be hard however there is a way the woman shut her down and said don't do it most people aren't brave enough to do it most people can't handle it or can't handle it most people are punks you know she said all these things and she wasn't saying it to encourage her she was not playing reverse psychology she was straight breaking her dream down and saying, you know, just don't do it. It's easier for you to be an employee, stay in your place, stay in your lane, uh, and you'll have a lot less stress and you'll be happier that way. And she not only planted a seed because her brother had already done the first one, right? Someone close to her, someone she loved, someone she was hoping to get some positivity from. This woman watered the seed. So now she has all this stuff kind of sprouting and in that moment in this show, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It made her feel like she made the worst mistake in the world. So she stormed over to the laundromat and she ripped up the deposit, the check that she was going to deposit into the woman's account to basically take back her um, original belief that she could do this and she could make it and all that stuff. And we do that to ourselves all the time. We don't. We stop trusting ourselves because someone planted a seed of doubt. And someone else or some peoples, you know, multiple people will come along and water it. And some come and stomp on it, you know, and stomp it down. And even though you might get one or two people, and she did have some people towards the end saying, hey, you know, this was actually a really smart decision. A laundromat is a really, uh, you know, viable business. It's something that you can really make work. It's an, an educated choice. 
even though she had that at the very, very end, she had to get her faith back in herself beforehand. And what it took was for someone to listen to her and it took for some people to believe enough in to offer their help without expectation of anything else besides what she could give and what she could give, not having money to give, not having energy to give. She could give a little bit of her time and her listening ear. And sometimes we look at things and say, well, what could I possibly give to a mentor? What could I possibly give to an advisor? What could I possibly give to the person that I admire or I'm inspired by or uh, the people that I should be around, those circles that I should be in? What could I possibly contribute? Because I don't have what they have. You have you. You have you. And you need to trust that you and all that you have in this moment is more than enough. It's more than enough for the right people. Now I use this, you know, this show and I respect it because it's, you know, artistically it's well done, has a lot of pivots and turns to it. So I don't want to focus on it at all. But for that moment, it's so relevant to trusting yourself and listening to your spirit and not getting twisted or turned around because you weren't tuned in to your own level of discernment. You have to pay attention to your spirit. You also have to tell yourself and other people when it's time to wait. Because that was something else. And again, this show was fresh in my head so I could pick on it a little bit um, as a visual example. She had a younger sister, a brother, a a ex-best friend because they were kind of in the midst of fighting. Uh, ex-best friend's husband she had like five seven eight different people and I'm not even exaggerating all coming to her at the same time pulling on her for different parts of her energy different parts of her strength and she barely had enough reserve for herself and she was trying to answer she was trying to she was trying to run around here take this one to daycare do this do this do that and finally she had to stop and tell everyone to wait so that she could listen to herself and pay attention to herself to see what did herself need? What did she need in that moment? That is a that is the, the depth of your balance. What do you need so you can regain your strength and then start in an appropriate fashion diffusing the pieces that need to go in its priority manner where it needs to be, where it'll be best used at that time. But you have to tell people to wait. You don't have to respond to them in that instant. If you're invited to a party, a conference, a seminar, a, a, another lunch and learn, a, a, a retreat, or just an opportunity to hang with your girlfriends, that is all good. Those are all things that you should be participating in You know, for your own personal growth and professional development and to spend time with your family and invest in others and, and share space. Absolutely, 100%. But you do not have to do everything at the same time. You do not have to be anchored to guilt and have that be the reason that you constantly say yes and overextend and overspend all of the energy that you have and, you know, just giving all yourself around, giving all yourself away and not having anything back for yourself. You can tell them all to wait and respond when you can really give something time and consideration. And it's not so much so you can mull over for four days. Do you want to go to lunch with your friends or are you going to attend, you know, the, the niece's baby shower? 
the reason that you're doing that is so you have time to listen to your spirit, to tap into your discernment and pay attention before you deliver the truth. Now, that is the key point here. It is trust, discern, and deliver boldly. And you have to be able to do that. Now, the truth of the matter is, after you have trusted yourself and you've tapped into your discernment, you've heard the direction of go left or go right, go up or go down, be quiet, shut your face or or open your mouth, whatever it is that you've now heard, now you have to be able to deliver that, that answer or that comment, whatever it is, boldly and not with uh, this air of regret. Because when people hear that, they think that they will now have an opportunity to change your mind or to dangle the carrot of guilt over top of you because that's what they're used to. And then you'll chump on it and give them a different answer than what your discernment connected to your spirit told you to do in the first place. And then you go and you move forward and you go to that event or you do whatever and your day is miserable and there's 25 things that are going wrong and all you're doing is stewing and steeping and regret and negative energy and foul thoughts and all kinds of things. And it is not worth it. And it didn't have to be that way had you had listened to yourself. Now, the reality is occasionally we need checkpoints and and those checkpoints come from your quarry, your circle of reciprocal influences that I talk about all the time. Those are those, those people that you trust with your nakedness, your emotional nakedness. And those quarry, your professional quarry, your personal quarry, they really honestly should be one and the same. They should cross over, but there there are some extraneous variables for why someone would only be part of your personal circle and not necessarily be able to influence your professional circle and vice versa, but they're still a part of your greater quarry. Sometimes you need to check in with them. I had to do that with my husband um, the other day. There is a significant conference that I have already paid for that I want to go to. It's a few hours away from our home, but I'm still trying to heal from this virus. And I'm you know, not 100% myself. I'm definitely not trying to affect any affect anyone else, not infect, because I don't think I would infect anyone at this stage, but affect them with my low energy self. Um, granted, there's the side of the coin that says, oh, well, you go and, you know, do something you don't want to do and maybe your energy will come up. And there's also the side of the reality of myself knowing I work and live in a space of high energy. And if I'm at such a low space, I don't get more energy from other people. I'm typically the one who gives energy to other people. So if I'm already low in energy and I'm the giver of energy, and I don't mean that in any kind of arrogant way, I just know my position. I know the role that I play in the world as a giver. And I know if I go into a space already having low energy, I'm going to come out exhausted. I'm going to come out exhausted, which is going to be a ripple effect and trickle over in such a negative way for my family who has to deal with, talk about emotional nakedness. They have to deal with my everything, um, my attitudes, my unfiltered self, you know, my non-recorded version of me. They have to get that. And the last thing I want to do is give the people that I love the most the worst parts of me because I didn't take care of myself and because I didn't take care of myself, mainly because I didn't listen to myself. Um, And when I was unsure, all I had to do was check in with my Corey. So I had to do that this week with my husband as well. Like, oh, you know, should I still go? I know I'm not 100%. You know, as long as I have all my vitamins and supplements. And as I'm asking the question, I'm literally talking myself into it. And he just stopped me and said, 
what what do you feel? What do you feel? And he just looked at me in the face and just, you know, stared at me, like stared down my soul. And I felt like I shouldn't be going. Now, maybe I could be saving myself from some accident or some freak thing that could possibly be happening. I don't know. Or maybe I could be gifting someone else an opportunity to go. So that's what I did. I sent a message to the coordinator, who's a good friend of mine, and said, listen, I'm not 100%. The whole house is down, which is 100% true. There was no fib in that. And I said, please, please gift my ticket to someone in your circle or someone that you know who could benefit from it. Um, It wasn't the most expensive thing in the world, but it wasn't the least expensive thing either. And instead of it just being a, you know, a no button seat situation where you just don't show up or you give last minute, I knew at least a week in advance that this wasn't going to be ideal for me and I need time to heal and to take care of myself. So I had to deliver that truth and I had to deliver it boldly, not delivered in a way that says, oh, I don't think I'm going to make it. I didn't use any soft language because we do that a lot as women, right? I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. I'm not sure yet, but just in case I'm giving you a heads up that I might not. I didn't do any of that. I said, listen, I am not feeling my 100% best or something to that nature. I didn't give the details of the illness Um, and I will not be there. Please gift my seat. And, you know, don't you don't have to say it's from me. Say it's from, you know, a a specific fund. And I gave it the the name of something that she and I um, kind of an insider moment. We would know what that meant. Um, And that's where I left it. And I left it right there. And I could easily have said, well, I'll check back in with you, you know, Thursday or Friday just to let you know how I'm feeling. And if, you know, if my energy's back up, I will. But the reality is my instinct, my inner spirit, my discernment says no. So it's, it's a bold no. And we have to be willing to do that. Now, with all of that said, you know, trusting yourself checking in with your circle if and that's only if you're really really torn and I was really torn because this you know it's something that was on my books it's something I absolutely wanted to support I'm not quick about a yes at all I take those things very seriously and it is very 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 rare for me to take a yes that I've already given to someone and change it to a no it literally has to be me being sick or out of it or someone in my family or my inner circle being down and out those are typically the only reasons that trump an answer that I've already given because I'm very particular about it. And I think that's why I was torn because I'm very committed to my word and uh, loyalty is a big, big thing as well as follow through for me. That is huge for me. But with that said, you have to be able to reward yourself for those positive things that you've been doing. If you are trusting yourself and listening to your discernment and you are delivering things boldly, well, now you have to reward and encourage yourself so that you will repeat those good things. Say to your spirit, say thank you. Thank you for giving me signals that I could hear and that I could feel. When I know my spirit is directing me some kind of way, I do feel it in my belly, but I also feel it in my lower back. It's like an anchor. It's simultaneous. It's not one or the other. I feel a pull that literally pulls from the small of my back forward to my belly. That is what I feel. It's not a stomach ache. It's not uh, old milky feeling. I know some people get all kinds of different signals. Mine is very centered. It's a centered feeling, almost like I was squeezing in my abs, you know, during a really good, you know, uh, crunch workout or something like that's how I feel in that moment. 
And that's how I know when my spirit is telling me something that I need to pay attention to. So I need to thank it for giving me something that I could feel, that I would notice. Because maybe I wouldn't notice a stomach achy feeling. Maybe I would just treat it with some peppermint tea and you know not pay it any attention. Um, or maybe I would see it as always being something negative instead of something that could be protective or giving that that was there for someone else. Like, you know, I truly believe that someone is going to be blessed and gifted because of my absence and not bringing my low energy and and my um, lack of, you know, full presence because my, my body is not 100% and I do have to take care of my body. It's very essential to me and who I am and what I talk about and what I teach about. And I have to walk my talk. I am very, very encouraged with the possibility that someone else will be blessed because of my absence. And I know that that sounds weird, but I'm excited about the fact that someone else will be blessed, even though I'm missing out on hearing great things. And I, I'm sure it's going to be a phenomenal um, it's a, actually a retreat. It's like a micro retreat, similar to uh, some of the things that we do. I know it will be phenomenal. Um, and I've been waiting on edge to watch this girl do her thing. Um, and I know, and I believe and trust that I will have more than this opportunity to do it. So, um, I am rewarding myself by saying, thank you for letting me feel it. And thank you for me paying attention enough to my circle um, and I only had to go into one. I have multiple people in my circle, but I just had to go to one. And my first person typically is my husband and say, listen, I'm a little torn. There's a little conflict here. You know, what do you think? And he was able to give me truth. And he is not always gentle in his honesty. Um, he was able to give me the raw real and I super uber appreciated it as I always do. Um, even though I don't always share that with him, <laughs> but I did appreciate it. Um, and I also, more important than thanking myself, I thank God for allowing me to be in tuned and for giving me the permission to hear and feel everything that I need. Um, I'm so grateful for that. So when you go through those phases of trusting yourself and discerning and delivering boldly, make sure you reward yourself as well. You know, say thank you to your spirit. Say thank you to God for allowing you to be in tune and treat yourself by giving yourself permission to, to you know, take an unapologetic pause and take care of you for listening. You know, that could look like for me, I'm a reader and 2016 had so many distractions that although I normally read a book a week, you know, some books take, you know, a couple of weeks to digest because they're just that deep or that um, thick, <laughs> either deep or thick, whatever's happening. I fell off from my rituals towards the end of 2016. A lot of the rituals and routines that I have set uh, to give me my best self, I fell off from them. Um, I've replaced them with, you know, some mock-ups, you know, that tried to be little fillers, like a filler, a filler meat to make you feel full, but it wasn't the real thing. Um, I did some of that stuff just to get through because I needed to push, you know, I was in and out of a lot of medical issues. It was just so many challenges for 2016 for me personally, as well as professionally, because obviously the personal affects the professional. So I just kind of made do and I gave myself permission to be OK with the fact that I needed to just get through. And sometimes that's all you can do in that moment. But that can't be your normal. Just getting through can't be the new normal for you. It just has to be you know, kind of the prescription, the painkiller that you need in a moment, but you don't want to stay on painkillers forever. That is an addictive vice that you do not want in your life. And it will set you up for nothing but non-good things, truly, if that is your new normal. 
And so I had to be mindful of that. Um, so giving myself per- to permission to unapologetically pause means taking time to read a book. Um, I'm a reader, so I like to read. I like to digest information. I love to research. Those are just things that I do for fun. It might sound corny or boring to others, but that's what I do. Um, it's very relaxing for me. Some candles and a good book, hunty. I am good. Um, but if that's not your thing, maybe inhale some essential oils, you know, set set some candles around, throw some oils in. I do um, a lot of things with eucalyptus and sweet orange oil and peppermint oil, and I will put them in a base oil, whatever your base oil that you use, you know, assuming that you don't have any allergies to grapeseed oil or um sunflower or coconut oil or things like that. You can use various different carrier oils and that's a whole different podcast um, to just put a couple of essential oils in and I rub I rub it on my pulse points. Um, peppermint is my number one. Anyone who knows me knows that I love me some peppermint oil, um, but I've also learned to mix it up and to add some variety to my life for different things when I'm trying to bring my vibration a little bit higher, bring my energy higher or bring it down a notch because I can, you know, I live at a high level energy uh, more often than not. Um, But I'll do that and just inhale five times, breathe deeply, relax, listen, (laughs) like literally just listen to whatever's happening outside my window. Is it the birds? Is it a car? Is it a bus? It doesn't matter. Just listen to nature and be so grateful that you can hear whatever it is that you can hear. Like it really does come down to those moments. Being grateful for the fact that you can hear the annoying siren outside. How about that? You can hear it. That you can see the uh, crumbs on the floor that your kids left that somebody should have seen. And so that, hello, you can see it. You have eyes that are allowing you to see something so small and minute that You don't have to have that opportunity to see. You can smell that annoying stench left by your teenager in, you know, the bathroom or their bedroom because they left dirty socks. You can smell it. There are people who don't have olfactory senses. Like, I really do hold on to those moments. Um, And that's a part of what I do for my own unapologetic pause. And I have a whole trail of things that I give to clients um, and tips and, and different ways to do it. But that's something you can do. Um, or grab a friend and dial them up. How about that? When's the last time you talked? Not text, not Facebooked, not direct message. When's the last time that you talked to a friend? And just not because you needed something, not because you wanted something, not because you had to connect with them to prepare, to coordinate a trip or something, but just because you wanted to check in and see how they were doing. I have a sister friend, and I'll I'll wrap this up because you guys know me well enough to know that I will listen. I will talk to you all day long because I love it so much. I love pouring in and I love receiving because I get so much from you. I have a friend who is um, very, 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 very near and dear to me. And she has someone in her life um, that I love as well who is constantly taking from her. And, and it's not because they're mean or well in, uh, negative t- negatively intentioned. They're just in a very needy space right now in their life. But they're constantly, constantly taking. And I asked her um, not that long ago, I said, well, when's the last time that person asked you how you were doing or checked in with you on some of the situations that I'm aware of that I know you're going through that you might just want to share? Not that they could give any particular advice to, but just maybe because you wanted to share. So they had an idea 
of what your go through is right now. Because every time you talk to me, you tell me how much they're going through. And I know you're going through something similar or worse in some cases. Not that you want to compare your trials, but sometimes that is the reality. Is this person even aware? Because they talk to you quite often, multiple times in a week. And I'm pretty sure that they have no idea what you're going through because they don't even take a breath and let you get that in. And when they do say, hey, how are you? They don't intend for you to answer it. They're just saying it as a part of a, a, a statement that they're used to saying. It's just a habitual. Hey, how are you? I'm moving on. So what's going on with me, girl? Let me tell you. And it just kind of goes right there. And we all have people like that, family included, in our lives that do it. But we have to look at ourselves. We may have friends that we do that to. Are we that one that didn't even realize, hey, the only time I talk to so-and-so is when I need their opinion or I want to vent about something that they could relate to or, and that's it. But how are they doing? So dial them up. Maybe that could be a part of your unapologetic pause and, you know, set them up for success. You guys know I talk about set and you'll hear that more um, the next podcast that I do with Rochelle Listener. Um, and for me, setting is really sharing in your strength, your energy, and your time. And that could just be over the phone. It's so much better in person. But my happy medium, because of travel schedules and everything else, is I set up Skype teas or virtual teas with friends and families. And it's the same thing that I do with business partners and by power partners at work. It, look, it's a trafficless, trafficless tea time. We didn't have to coordinate. We didn't have to figure out how to get through an hour of traffic. We didn't have to do anything but set a time for 30 to 45 minutes. Sometimes it's a little longer, give or take. And we're scheduled to click a button and share FaceTime with each other. We literally come to the, the, the meeting, so to speak, with our teacups or coffee cups, our water bottles or whatever. And we sip and we talk just like we were in front of each other in a cafe. Now, obviously, I like to hold a hand. I, I'm a hugger. So I want to give a hug. I want to kiss a cheek. I want to do all that too. But sometimes it just makes sense, especially when you have other competing interests happening for you to give some of that that uh, energy you have to set them up for, with success by not giving the excuse of, oh, I won't have any time for another few months. Let's do it in four or five months. How about we just do it in a week or two weeks and we just do it over Skype or Zoom or go to meeting or whatever it is that you use or just a phone call. If you're not into the technology, that's okay. I like to see faces, but whatever works for you. So just have that. And I don't mean so that you can be someone's counselor. I don't mean so you can be their coach. I don't mean so you can be their therapist. I mean so you can just have a good conversation and enjoy being. Enjoy being and do it boldly. So I hope and I pray that this episode was exactly what it needed to be for you, whatever that means. Um, I hope it was fruitful. I pray that you use it. Of course, I want you to subscribe, download, rate, comment, and share it with other people because there are many, many people that you know that are in your life and in your circle and do not worry about offending them. Let me offend them. Share it. And they can say, girl, why do you? Why did you send this to me? What you trying to say? Nikita said, share it with every single person you could think of that it might bless or they might be able to bless someone else with. So blame it on me. Um, hopefully, I truly do not, I never intend to offend anyone, but I truly want you to get the message that this 2017 year, as my sister so eloquently said when she ministered last Sunday, 
It's all about your permission. It's your permission to do exactly what you want to do. And there are pluses and minuses to that. So my permission is to live deliberately and have deliberate moments and to pay attention to every single one. And in this moment, I'm giving myself permission to be raw and transparent with you, to tell you my biggest lessons from 2016 without traumatizing you um, too much um, and letting you know what I got out of it. And hopefully you can relate to it. You know someone else who can relate to it. You can share. And there's plenty more where that came from. And I just want to make sure that you get every single thing that I could possibly give to you that I give and what you do with it is on you. That's the space that I'm in. If you say, oh, I absolutely do not agree with this. I don't care what she said. I don't I don't believe in God. I don't believe in spirit. I don't believe in discernment or trusting yourself or energy. All of that is Papa Cooey. You know, whatever it is that you want to do with it, you do with it. You have permission to do whatever you want to do with it. But my permission is to be raw and to be gentle and honest as I am always trying so hard to be, but I am doing it even more deliberately as we move into this year in this space. As I am not leaving this earth, I am not leaving this hour, not pouring out everything that I possibly could as succinctly as possible to get the message across that was on my heart. So I hope you guys felt that. Of course, this format was a little bit different. I didn't do the balance cue. I didn't do the breaking expectation segments. And I didn't do my normal big illustrious call to actions. But I pray that you felt this message. Um, I know that the sponsors that we have, you will definitely, especially if you are a woman in business um, or a brave man in business, that you will definitely learn from, love on, and gain a lot from our sponsors. And we have quite a few in 2017. I'm very, very, very honored to have them um, because they are giving to me just like we're giving to them and we're excited. So please make sure that you um, tap into them. I heard myself snap my finger and immediately I heard my husband say, don't snap your fingers and stop tapping on the desk because I do that. Um, You're in the room with me. We're like at the kitchen table right now in my mind and we're just having a conversation and I'm very animated. So I'm tapping my fingers and stomping my feet as if we're in the room together um, because we are. So I appreciate you. I'm honored by you. I thank you for listening and engaging and sharing your time and your space with me as we take this opportunity to gain more nuggets so we can balance boldly as we head into 2017. Have a good one, everyone. Mm-hmm.